0: You're listening to the pilgrim star podcast i'm your host lance gracie glad to have you back This episode is entitled A Pattern of the Stars. In our previous episode we discussed um, the ghost dog of El Camino de Santiago and we um, thought of that ghost dog as the concept as um, what is left out of consideration when a material object's capacity to exercise causality is left out of consideration and then we talked about some other things like you know um the ghost dog is like a is relevant to this idea and victor hugo uh victor hugo's work of the animal as a visible phantom of our souls and we kind kind of toss that around and we moved on to you know considering that at least for me the ghost dog was a um it was a kind of concept for understanding the spirit of the time that we're living in and the spirit Uh, uh, and this time, sorry, this time that we're living in requires, um, uh, kind of a recognition of uh, uh, images of the dog, um, at least in theological uh, literature, as being something um, important for the spread spreading of a flame upon the earth, right? We thought of the Dominican order. We thought of all that and you know obviously this is just uh ghost dog is important for a lot of things um that concept uh, conceptually it's good for um you know uh you know thinking of the pilgrim life and how the the you know the pilgrim you know at least Saint rocks depicted the little dogs and and what could that mean and why is it a companion for the pilgrim um and so yeah i mean the dog is uh, a companion or important for the pilgrim life because the dog uh represents uh, a portion of the pilgrim self that portion that the pilgrim has set himself out to do and on and on and so forth okay enough explanation there. Um, in, in today's episode, we're going to focus on um, this idea of the, the, the star, the pilgrim star, um, because in talking about the meaning of the pilgrim, we want to kind of get a sense of the morality of the pilgrim. What does the pilgrim believe uh, uh, with respect to... The, Beliefs of right and wrong, right? Morality. And so for that, we're going to discuss a pattern of the stars. So just at uh, uh, at first glance we can think of a pattern of the stars as being kind of like uh, like fantastical right and maybe a little seems a little too uh, uh, sentimental but if we think of the pilgrim kind of being guided by the stars right in search of their objective maybe we think of the um, the magi right the wise men looking for uh, following that astronomical sign of the star to find uh, the infant Jesus, right? Um, or we just think just in basic uh, in, in a basic way of someone kind of traveling at night right and using the stars as their their um, their uh, navigatory tool. I hope I said that right? I think so. Um, navigational tool. Sara, this isn't scripted, guys. You know, Um, you know. Then, then, if we think of it in that way, you know, we kind of kind of fits into a uh, scientific sensibility of the star as a kind of moral object, right, or an ethical object. Uh, The Mariners have to use the star, right, in search of some kind of moral end, whether it's an economic end or uh, an explorational end. It still has a kind of moral feel to it. With the case with the infant Jesus, we can obviously think of the the moral sense of that. Um, So, yeah, cool, right? Uh, the stars, a lot of other depictions of the star uh, or a pattern of the stars, kind of idea, is being uh, very relevant to the moral life. Um, of course, God tells Abraham right in the, in the Book of Genesis that um, He tells Abraham to look at the stars and that his descendants, right, Abraham's descendants, will be as numerous as them, right? And that the the numerousness uh uh of that is that they'll be too great to count right you can't count all the stars i guess we could but it's just there are too many in asian philosophy the heavenly principle of the moral life is a pattern of the stars in knowing the essence of the stars right we um come to know the essence of the moral life in a way. Now, this heavenly principle of kind of knowing the essence of the star that the pilgrim uses, right? Utilizes to reach their end. Is, um, kind of slightly different or adjusted from, um, the Confucian slash Neo-Confucian idea of it. Um, but it's, it's, it's a great place to start the Neo-Confucian and Neo-Confucian, um, idea of it. Um, so think of a diagram, think of like a five pointed upright star, right? Um, at kind of each point of the pattern, right? There's a kind of, uh, a moral emphasis, right? In, um, neo-confucian metaphysics and ethics uh chu tuini has this um thought uh in the explanation of the diagram of the great ultimate uh it's written thus the ultimate of non-being and also of the great ultimate tai chi the great ultimate through movement generates yang when its activity reaches its limit it becomes tranquil. Through tranquility, the great ultimate generates yin. When tranquility reaches its limit, activity begins again. So movement and tranquility alternate and become the root of each other, giving rise to the distinction of yin and yang. And the two modes are thus established. By the transformation, by the transformation of yang and its union with yin, the five agents of water, fire, wood, metal, and earth arise. When these five material forces, qi, are distributed, distributed in harmonious order, the four seasons run their course. The five agents constitute one system of yin and yang, and yin and yang constitute one great ultimate. The great ultimate is fundamentally the non-ultimate. The five agents arise, each with its specific nature. When the reality of the ultimate of non-being in the essence of yin, yang, and the five agents come into mysterious union, Integration ensues. Qi'an, heaven, constitutes the the male element, and Q'un, earth, constitutes the female. The interaction of these two material forces engenders and transforms the myriad things. The myriad things produce and reproduce, resulting in an unending transformation. What does that mean? (laughs) So we think of the five agents, there are five metaphysical agents, right, constituting... This one system of yin and yang. And by yin and yang, we just mean like two opposites kind of being in harmony, right? We thought of the edge of the pilgrim, right, as being the kind of the edge of that, the edge of that opposite thing. Um, And uh, so we think of um, uh, the five agents, five things constituting um, that one system of opposites. Anyway. Okay, so we think of a point of the star, right? We think of this heavenly principle, this pattern of the stars as uh, consisting of these five agents, right? And as the Neo-Confucians have it, uh, these five agents are as follows, water, fire, wood, metal, and earth. Okay, sounds very oriental, huh? Um, What's... Important is that these five metaphysical agents com- composing this one principle, this one system of yin and yang, um, they each they mean something. E- each of them means something. So, uh, you know, for example, metal uh, is indicative of like quality, right? Um, we could say that uh, water is indicative of stillness, or the flood like key the flood-like energy that comes in and kind of fills a space, right? They each had this kind of, each of these five metaphysical agents is indicative of some kind of moral attribute, right? Cool, right? I mean, it's interesting. I think it gets difficult to kind of attribute kind of, um, uh, Moral things to each of these metaphysical agents, but I think it's, it's, uh, possible to make sense of each of these. So in talking about the pilgrim star, right? The heavenly principle of the pilgrim, we're talking about the essence of it. And in order to kind of get to the essence of it, we want to kind of connect the five metaphysical agents of the pilgrim star, um, uh, and discuss each of those metaphysical agents. And by doing that, maybe we'll come to a better uh, appreciation of what the star is, or what the essence of it is. So um, we're going to begin to do that briefly in this episode and then following uh, in other episodes, we're going to kind of lay them out one by one. So we have our five metaphysical agents in Neo-Confucian metaphysics and ethics, water, fire, wood, metal, and earth. What I'd like to do is just kind of outline briefly um, what we attribute to those five metaphysical agents um, in order to make up a pilgrim star, right? Not a a Neo-Confucian metaphysics and ethics star, uh, right? But a pilgrim star that's kind of um, sharing in a commonality with uh, Neo-Confucian metaphysics and ethics. But I guess in some sense altogether different because the moral attributions are, are things that uh, maybe a Neo-Confucian uh, um, or someone else wouldn't uh, agree with in some sense. So, um, you know, in in kind of these, these things, that I'm, things that will be attributed um, are really moral principles. Uh, Those kind of quick terms you know, to, to attribute to them, each of the metaphysical agents, but uh, the, the principle is what's important to derive uh, or, or make of it. Um, the five moral principles that um, are kind of ascribed to the metaphysical agents in Neo-Confucian um thought is uh humanity or Zen righteousness propriety wisdom and faithfulness right and I could say that uh in some way the kind of principles that I'm gonna uh, give you know definitely are you know share in uh these other moral principles in some way um but so what so what do we what are, what, are, what are we saying of the pilgrim star okay um, basically, what we have for uh kind of the five principles of the Pilgrim Star, the, pa- the pattern, um, are care for the poor, evangelical poverty. Care for creation um, or gratitude for creation, the ethic of almsgiving, and um, uh, an affection for divine justice. So just real quick, those are the terms, moral principles associated with them. We'll, we'll work them out. Um, so concerning metal, one of the five metaphysical agents, we attribute a principle of the ethic of almsgiving or just almsgiving. Concerning uh, earth, we attribute the... Um, the principle of the, of gratitude for creation. Concerning fire, we attribute uh, uh, to it a affection for divine justice. Concerning Water, we attribute to it a principle of charity or recognition of charity. And concerning um, wood, we attribute to it a uh a, um, a, a, Yeah. Um, almsgiving. Yeah, think of almsgiving. Sorry, it took me a while. I was like kind of trying to categorize it in my brain. So, water, charity, fire, affection for divine justice, wood, almsgiving, metal, evangelical poverty, and earth, gratitude for creation. Um, as we kind of move forward with, uh, this podcast, we're going to kind of go, go through them one by one, each of these metaphysical agents and discuss what each of them is. Right. And I hope in doing that, kind of coming to know what each of these, um, metaphysical agents is and the principles kind of contained therein, um, we will know the, uh, the essence, Right. Um, the Ascentia of the Pilgrim Star. That's, you know, help at least. Um, and we'll be able to practice it. And so, uh, I'd like to think of this as a kind of not Taoism, but Taoism. T-A-U-I-S-M. Um The Pilgrim Star is a kind of Franciscan star. It's a star in the that kind of has um uh an attachment to the um Franciscan religious tradition, but it's Unique in some way, I suppose, from uh, um, even though it's shares in it. So by this, by by kind of connecting, right, and kind of following this pattern, right, understanding that there's an interrelatedness or interdependence between each of these moral principles as they connect to others. um, We 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 see. That it doesn't suffice for us to just do one particular moral principle, but to um, do an, an assortment of different moral principles because they stand in relation to others. But the beautiful thing about that is that in following these moral principles, where they inevitably go as they connect to another one, right, and to kind of continue in that that kind of um, the cycle of moral principles we embody the essence of that. We become a star in a way. Not just the star we follow, but the star that others follow. So the pilgrim star is not just an ideal kind of abstract thing, right? That we follow out there. Rather than following it and abiding by it and trusting in it, we in some sense embody its light, right? And others will follow us if we do that. I remember a time in El Camino de Santiago, and I was kind of traveling at night, and I remember just being so awe stricken with the beauty of this, the heavens, the skies, right? The stellar heavens, and all the stars. And I thought to myself, There are so many, but one is enough for me. One star is enough. If I can embody right and become just one of these stars for others on earth, that'll be enough for me. Right. I just to have the kind of my own identity as a special kind of unique star that others can follow. That satisfies the yearnings and longings, and even the anguish of my heart. So, what star is it then? Well, stay tuned uh, for our next episode because we'll be we'll begin to discuss um, the first moral principle of this star, and that is. The metaphysical agent of fire, which, as we said earlier, is the affection for divine justice. You've been listening to the Pilgrim Star Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Gracie. Stay tuned. For our next episode, where we'll discuss the metaphysical agent of fire. And uh, for that, we'll discuss the affection for divine justice. 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 The affection for divine justice. Okay. Take care, guys.